Hello and welcome to Altair Love. A podcast where we recap SCOM and its fashion, trivia, language, and songs. I'm Ben. And I'm Claire. Everyone, this is not an old episode. I swear to God, it's a new one because Claire is back for this episode. I'm back, y'all. Back, 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 back again. So Claire, please update us on your life. Tell the listeners what you've been up to. Yeah. So hello, listeners. Long time no listen, chat, talk, one of those. I have been really busy the past few weeks. I ended my old job. And so I had to move out of my house and moving sucks. (laughs) It's quite literally, it's like the third most stressful event in life. Yeah, there are three. There's getting married, changing jobs, and moving. And I was doing two out of those three things. So a lot of moving. Um, Came down to Virginia with my family and then just got back from spending two weeks with my nephew, who I adore. I've talked about him before. He's now a year and a half. He calls me Coco. That's him. Yeah, he goes, Coco. Yeah, and so I just got back and I'm dealing with a lot of visa stuff and getting ready to move to Ukraine. So it's been a lot, but yeah, it's been a good summer so far. Wow, you're actually uh, revealing so much about yourself, Claire. You mentioned Virginia, and now you're mentioning Ukraine. Remember early in the podcast, you're like, I can't really tell people where I'm from. I'll just say um, New England. And then you're like, okay, I'll be more specific. I'll say Massachusetts. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll say like Cape Cod. Yeah. I'm like, is my name even Claire? You don't know that. Although, honestly, didn't I reveal that I was from Virginia? Have you? I don't know. I, know. I feel like huh. maybe. And then I did tell people I was going to Ukraine. So no, you just said whatever. It was a cries in Norwegian girls that you told that you revealed that you were actually going to Ukraine. That's right. So, okay, Ben, I'll pretend like I don't just know <laughs> what your week has been like because I would just talk. But what's new with you? What's new with me? Just great summer vibes. A lot of chilling not giving a shit about work. I'm all about that life. I'm actually getting ready to go to the East Coast for like, what, one week? We will be in the same time zone, although we're not recording, but whatever. Yeah, so I'll be- So magically, I'll be in Connecticut and New York. And then I fly back to LA for one night. Then I'm hitting up Las Vegas for a friend's birthday. Good times are ahead. Yeah, you've got a fun, busy summer next couple of weeks too. Yeah, yeah. Not as exciting as you relocating to a completely new country. Oh, yes. Exciting and also stressful, everybody. You can do it. I know your personality. You'll like freak out for five minutes and then you'll just like get your shit together. I'll just do it. Are you ready for business? I am so excited to see what you have for business, Ben. Um, You're supposed to sing it, Claire. Uh, No, that was just. No. Uh-uh. Listen, in honor of me being a guest parent, I will sing it. Thank you, okay? because I'm forced to sing it. I think with the last six guests that I've had on the podcast, only one of them has wanted to sing. Well, that's amazing. Okay, here we go. Let's get into the business time. Woo! Oh, just like old times, Claire. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. Or should I say, Donka Shane, since we're on uh, uh, Droop now. Yeah, bitta. So I actually only have one piece of business, and it's from Kate from Connecticut. You know Kate from Connecticut? Oh, yeah. I responded to her once or twice. 
Yeah, you have. And Kate, guess what? I will be in Connecticut next week. So yeah, yeah actually, if you have any recs for Ben. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, I will be back in LA. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Like, so I could literally just email her too. <laughs> true, true, true. Wow. Tangent 79. Yeah, so Kate from Connecticut wrote to us about episode three of season three of Drew. She gave us a heads up that the subtitles aren't going to be synced up with the episode, which actually happened in the episodes we're reviewing today. Did you notice that? The post-its. I was like, there is more on that post-it that is in the subtitle. It says something about a hotel. and I don't see a hotel in these subtitles. Yeah. And you know what I thought? I thought... I'm not going to look it up because I bet Ben will. So I'll just let him do that. And I'll just be here to hear it. Yeah. And guess what, Claire? I watched the first two episodes earlier in the week and I took notes on them. And then last night I went to look at my notes and the file was corrupted. (gasps) Yeah. So I had to rewatch those first two episodes again and retake my notes. I was so furious and very, very upset. Because those episodes are long. They are really long. And then when I got to the part where the post is, I was like, fuck my life. I have to try to read Alexander's penmanship and figure out what he wrote and then type it into the translator. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. So hopefully I won't have to do that when I get to Mateo's season. But yeah, thank you so much, Kate from Connecticut. Yes, that's that heads up. Yeah, that's all the business I have. Are you ready to dive into these episodes? Let's do it. Ready? And Andiamo! Woohoo! So today, Claire and I will be reviewing season two, episodes four, five, and six. But Claire, I know that in order to review these episodes, you had to watch the first three. So really quickly, what did you think of the first three episodes? I thought it was really compelling. I mean, right away, I was very interested and, you know, I hadn't watched season one, so I didn't know the characters as well, but I was charmed by them pretty quickly. Okay. What do you think of Kiki? Okay. I know Kiki's problematic because Mm -hmm. we've talked about it and also I've Mm -hmm. seen the Instagram. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting. I like the direction. I like that they're being more overt about her problems. I do think she's more like abrasive and she's less endearing maybe mm-hmm. than Nilda. Like she's not as soft around the edges. And so I do think it's a little bit harder to like feel for her. And this is like toned down Kiki in season two. In season one, she was a lot worse. I'm going to say I hated her in season one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What do you think of Winterberg before like episode four, like just from episodes one, two, and three? I think I dislike him less. Like I don't dislike him. Mm -hmm. Because we had our issues with William or more so me. Yeah. I think actually in this version, they kind of, which we'll kind of talk about, Mia takes more ownership. Definitely. I agree. I think that is good for her own development. And I think that also like makes her a less perfect, like she confronts it. Nora kind of ignores a lot of the problems and like Mm -hmm, just expects mm -hmm. them to go away. But I think by Mia confronting stuff, you kind of see her as more like a realist. She's more realistic, I think. She's less perfect than Nora. Definitely. I feel like with Nora, she was so charming and so charismatic that we kind of just let her make those mistakes. We let her ignore things because we just, we loved Nora. Whereas, I mean, I love Mia too, 
but like you said, uh, she's more realistic. Yeah. Enough with that. Let's get into episode four. The title is The Prettiest Woman on Earth. The episode starts off on Montauk, which is Monday. Leonie and Amira are in charge of the Abby motto planning meeting where they go over, you know, different logos and mottos for the event. And a few of them are actually photoshopped by the one and only Photoshop Marcus. So did you write down any of the horrible ideas? Oh, yeah. I said, yikes, the Amigos one is bad. And then the weed one, I was like, what? What is that? I was also confused because these ideas were so random and caricature-ish that I was like, mm-hmm. what is this? I'm just, I'm so against anything that's like Mexican themed. Yeah. I just think that it's, it's like cultural appropriation and like making fun of a culture. So I was like, no, 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 you, you can't do that. And yeah, the, the cannabis theme, I'm like, cute. If you're like in college, yeah. I'm not sure about high school. Yeah. And then the last one, the alternative idiots of Berlin, a play on that right-winged uh, populist party in Germany. I was like, okay, you know, maybe more for the intellectual crowd, but that, w- that one's kind of divisive. And this is supposed to be the cover for the yearbook, right? I think like maybe the yearbook and like events in general, because like Avi is like, a, it's like their problem too. Okay. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, what faculty is going to approve any of those? Right. So they were going to vote to like delay it, right? Like they were going to hold off on it. And then mm-hmm. there's a new person who joins the group. Who is it? Alexander Hardenberg. Alex, who took me a minute also when he was called Axel. I was like, oh, that's the nickname, like Wilhelm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clearly his presence bothers Mia. But he has an idea for them. It's the Abi Shaker clan, which is like related to like this mafia-esque family, like the Abu Shaker clan. It's a big hit with everyone except for Mia, but she begrudgingly votes for it in the end. Yes, she does. And she says like, he's just using his money to try to buy his way into the group and make everyone like him. And Amira's like, well, money matters. and You can't just ignore that. Right, right. She says, you know, he's rich. He can help out with the finances. Like people can get yearbooks for free. Like $30 for someone like her, it's nothing. It's like pocket change, but $30 for other people, it's a lot of money. So just let Alex be a part of it. But also they have to meet to look over some yearbook comments to see which ones are offensive. They want to censor them or not. And oh, Alex has a big old apartment that he can host the events on Friday. How nice. And immediately I was like, oh, this is that moment where she will have to spend the night. I was like, okay, which I got to say, like him hosting a school event and being part of the Mm -hmm. club does make him more likable. No, he is like light years more likable than William. Yeah. Yeah. But then I do like uh, before the scene ends, Mia's suggestion for the motto. She's like, Habibi 2019. I'm like, duh. Yeah. That's such a cute theme. Maybe for next year. Yeah, maybe. All right. Are you ready for it? Dean Stock? Yes, Tuesday. Tuesday. So Mia meets Axel or, you know, Alex outside. And I love his winter is coming line because you and I are big Game of Thrones fans. Minus that last episode. Right. Yeah. And okay, I love the shot of them walking side by side with that wall divider between them because it kind of represents that they have to meet in the middle. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me a lot of 
Ska Metallia and how mm-hmm. they used a lot of, I know, a lot of geometric, like architectural stuff mm-hmm. in these scenes. So it seemed very symbolic and it seemed poignant. Definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> I love how he's smiling already. She's like, stop smiling. And then she questions his intentions. And he, you know, he tells her that he just wanted to help out. But then she brings up the voicemail on New Year's and brings up Kiki as well. And he says something like no pain, no gain, you know, and small thing. But when he gave money to Kiki for the breast surgery, Mm -hmm. I was so shocked that they were not more mad about it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Friends. Like we were. okay. yes, it it was shocking. Sam, I understand because it's Sam, you know, the girl Chris equivalent. Hannah, I was like, come on, Hannah, you got to say something about it. And with Amira, I was like. Amira say something but you know Amira will always take the stance of like it's a woman's body she can do whatever she wants to but yes true facts but this is also your friend who clearly has a body issues and who's also young like I get doing stuff to your body like if you want to when you've had time to think about it and it's not Mm -hmm. based on like a dude or whatever but I was just like wow they are very chill about this so that was just a random thought that I had no, it's fine. But also, I was just stunned that Alex did that because it was just a reminder that, oh, yeah, he actually is a jerk. He actually is like yeah. a douchebag. So, you know, you know, a lot of the remakes will try to make the William character a little bit more sympathetic or a little bit more likable. But like every now and then we have to have a little reminder that he's a douchebag. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Mia talks to Alex about his crush on her. And she's like, you don't have a crush on me because you don't know me. But he claims he does. And someone's watching them. We know it's Sam. I mean, who else has hair like that? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I was like, are they going to notice her? But they don't. But it gets brought up later. Yeah. And I love that they're incorporating Sam more into the season. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot more of the girl squad in this season than the OG. Yeah, Yeah. But yeah, so Alex tells her that he's being honest, that he actually does have a crush on her. And she should try honesty as well. And then he walks off. Which brings us to Meatvok. Ooh, our onstog. I know. Also, I think it's the easiest one to remember. Because it's midweek, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love it, love it. Okay, so Mia's in bed and she's like on her computer. The texts that come in from the Obby 19 group, they're just praising Alex, just saying, oh my God, you know, he's awesome. He's amazing and things like that. And okay. Mia is just really annoyed by it. And so she goes and plays classical music and starts folding and ironing her clothes all methodically because she's annoyed. (laughs) Oh, and I think this is like her way of like de-stressing. It kind of gives her like a layer to her character of like wanting things to be like neat and tidy. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It definitely looks like this is some kind of coping mechanism that she's Mm -hmm. learned that like calms her down because once she's done with it, she then goes back to her phone. Yeah, and she starts insta-stalking Alex, but he has a private account, so she has to resort to Googling him. She sees his picture, some stuff about his architect dad, and something about a Sophie Hardenberg. She's clearly Mm -hmm. interested and, like, even types in Sophie's name, but then Hans interrupts her. Okay, what do you think of Hans? I don't love him. Okay, we both loved King Eskild. And so it, it would have been it would have it would have been really hard to match his energy. So yes, they are taking a different route with hands, but 
it could still be a likable route. Yeah, I just, Hans okay. is a mess. He's a mess. That, I wrote that later. Yeah. Later, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just find him a little grating and irritating, whereas mm-hmm. like Eskild was annoying, but lovable. And the other versions of Eskild were also the same. Whereas Hans, like, I don't know. I There are moments where I'm like, that's hilarious. I love that, especially in, in the text that he sends Nia later. But personality wise, I'm like, mm, need to wait for season three, but I'm a little, I'm not as warm to him. He's a bit of like a cautionary tale. Like this is what you should avoid, you know? <laughs> for real. Yeah. For real. Dude is picking up when he has gonorrhea. Like don't do that. I know. Well, so basically what happens is he bursts into the room. He's suffering from something and he wants Mia to compare his penis to a picture online. She looks at both of them and confirms that, yeah, I think you have an SCI. And then he goes out of the room to scream. And it's sweet of her to offer to go to the pharmacy for him. It is. It is nice. And I think that that is Mia being like a sweet person. When she did that, I was like, oh, that's nice. I wouldn't have done that. I yeah, wouldn't offer. Yeah. I mean, um, okay. I mean, I think I would offer, but I would offer it with some harsh advice and some judgment because you know me, I'm a judgy bitch. I mean, I am all for like, I mean, I said, I I mean, I'm all for like, you know, you know, be sexually free and all, but like, but also be careful. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's crying and he needs tea (laughs) and Mia just kind of like goes back to her business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are you ready for Donnerstock? Yes. Thursday Thursday or, you know, reindeer day as I like to think about it. Cause it's like Donner, the reindeer and then stag like a reindeer too. I think of the Donner kebabs. I thought you were going to say the Donner family. <laughs> oh, the Donner pass. No, yeah. but that is, yeah, that is a great, <laughs> awful history. Yeah. Maybe that can be my trivia. <laughs> sure. Have that be your trivia. Yeah. You should I do know that. that off the top of my head. Please do that for your trivia. I would love that. All right. So it's Thursday. Mia, Hannah, Sam, and Mateo are in the cafeteria talking about Hans and how it hurts for him to pee. It's a bit of like an odd group for me. Like I can see Mia, Hannah, and Sam hanging out, but I just don't know how Mateo fits in with that group. I was wondering if it's like a class. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Because you know how they always put the ESAC with the sauna, like in a bio class. So I wondered if that was just like before or after class or a study group for a class or something. They're not studying about anything but dicks. And Sam was like, what does a gay penis look like? She like wants to know what a Hans's penis looks like. And I was like, what? Like they're different? Question mark? Mm, I think it just shows that Sam's a, maybe a little ditzy. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really know Sam that well. Sam's awesome. She's amazing. She might be one of my favorite Chris's out there. But the scene also serves a purpose because Mateo is having a bit of like gay panic because the mention of the word gay, he's like, uh-oh, does anyone know about me? Like shit. And at the same time, Mia and Hannah are aware. And I do like how Mia like wants Sam to drop the topic. It's also interesting that when they're talking about dicks, he's eating a banana. <laughs> how symbolic very symbolic yeah and he tells sam that they measure it with a ruler so she whips one out and writes a note about it and then underlines it with a ruler that was pretty funny and then Jonas walks in 
and Mateo waves him over, calls him over, and Jonas just walks out. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Sam and Hannah think that he has someone new in his life, but like Mateo like won't say anything about it. Like, he won't confirm or deny it. Right. Which I'm like, hmm, does he know something? Does he not know something? Like how close to the original are they going to go here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's okay. But it's interesting that he waits for Sam to leave to tell her that Jonas doesn't have anyone new in his life. And that in fact, he spends all his time on Instagram waiting for her to post new stories. Right. And I actually, once you said that, it made me think mm-hmm. about later when in the sixth episode, when Mia says that she's told Sam, and I think it's Amira mm-hmm. who's like, you told Sam, like she loves to talk. Mm-hmm. So maybe Sam is known for being gossip. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that tracks. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But then Mateo was like, if you're stalking someone on Instagram, he's implying that like you like that person, which makes me think about Mm, yeah, because what has she been doing? Insta stalking him and Googling him and all sorts of things. Yeah. And um, speak of the devil, she gets a text from Alex asking her if she prefers wine or beer for Friday's event. I just want to say that I could read that. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you only know alcoholic terms in German? <laughs> well, I was like, Liebe means like love. And then drinks means drink. So I was uh-huh. like, ah, I know this. Look at you, Claire. What a linguist. I know, but there are so many other German words where I'm like, the fuck? I don't remember that. But guess what? We have a language learned section in this podcast and maybe you'll learn a few new terms. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so here's a word that you can learn. Freitag means Friday. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Which... It's party time. Well, yearbook party time. Right, right, right. It's Friday. It's yearbook party time. And Mia's getting ready by brushing her teeth. Uh, you know, which is good because tooth, oral care, that's the word. Very important. Oral hygiene. She gets a text from Hannah saying like, please don't be late. I don't want to be there all alone. Hashtag Jonas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe's like, why not just say Jonas? Why, why the hashtag? Teens these days. Right. Okay. Then she gets a text from Alex saying that she doesn't need to bring a toothbrush. He has one. And I was like, did I miss something? Is that like an inside joke from earlier? No, I think he's just being really forward with her. Oh, okay. And she just happens to be brushing her teeth. I thought it was like him commenting on her oral hygiene, not her sleeping over. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And of course she leaves her apartment sans keys, thus beginning her trip to Alex's bed. Yeah. Yeah. So she texts his hands and he tells her that he'll be back at midnight and Lynn's also gone. And hands tells her that he stole $50 from his sick aunt to pay for his medication. A real winner there. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Then it shifts to this very soft montage where I was very confused. I was like, what's happening? Why are there just shots of people and words that describe them? I don't understand what's happening. And it's only when they really like zoom in on the scene where I was like, oh, those are the yearbook comments. But for a long time, I was just confused. I was like, what is happening? I caught early on that they were reading the like potentially offensive comments. And then once I got, I was like, 
this is brilliant. Like, I love it because it's just like shots of their face. And like, so like briefly, like about Hannah, they call her the red devil. They mention, you know, her ex-best friends, the best decision of my life. And I was like, hmm, I wonder who wrote that. It was just like very interesting trying to guess who wrote what. For Amira, they mentioned, of course, her hijab, you know, woman power, cool, smiley. Mateo, they said that he's a chill dude. They asked if he's in like their class, and that he's a good kisser. I'm like, mm, who wrote that? <laughs> and- yeah, they also said that it was like Jonas's double or Jonas's something about Jonas and that was kind of yeah. insulting. I was like, hmm. yeah. And then about Alex, they mentioned that he's an arrogant snot. They asked if he graduated last year. They mentioned his Porsche and they equate that to having a tiny dick. He's also <laughs> considered a bad boy and aloof. Yeah, he gets called aloof twice or he gets mm-hmm. called a couple of them twice. Which I can sure. see that. I mean, I can see how he's perceived in that way. Yeah, oh, for sure. And then we have Mia's comments and I love how it's read by Alex. That was very sweet. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of hers are very positive, like beautiful, stunning, the most beautiful girl, red lips, yeah, eyebrows, which mm-hmm. I was like, yes, because those are a beautiful eyebrows. She is just gorgeous, that actress, Melina, whatever her last stunning. name is, like stunning. stunning. Like, okay, like jumping ahead to like fashion tutu and boots, I don't really like what she wears, but that face, that mug alone, can make me forget about what she's wearing half the time. Facts. Yeah. She's yeah. my boot, actually. Is she my boot? I think like there were so many outfits of hers that I didn't like that they all just like neutralize one another. <laughs> they do kind of like blur together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Druk is not known for its fashions. Let's be honest. No. No. But anyway, so back to the episode, Mia tells the committee that she doesn't want her comments crossed out. And she doesn't actually think anyone else's should get crossed out. But Leonie has a problem with this. However, Alex agrees with Mia and says, maybe we'll give everyone two weeks to cross out any comments they deem offensive. And after that, sorry, you're stuck with what you have. And Alex says that he doesn't want to censor because he wants to remember what an arrogant snot he was 20 years ago. Right, right. And then the doorbell rings and it's fun times with pizza and beer. Mia watches Alex, you know, a bit skeptically. She's like mm, trying to figure out what his intentions are. I, you know, there's a tinge of interest there. For sure. She's giving him some like lingering glances, you know, mm-hmm. and it's clear that she is interested in some way. She's very curious about him. Yeah, because she's in the restroom and she starts checking out things on the counter <laughs> and I love mm-hmm. how she opens that like jar and a bunch of condoms fall out. she kind of freaks out she's like shit 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 trying to shove them all they, back in they overflow it's like a volcano <laughs> they, I don't know how they fit it's kind of like you know that kid's toy that like the clown pops up the jack-in-a-box that's it <laughs> <laughs> I it's thought like you were gonna that. say the I thought you were saying like that weasel toy that pop goes a weasel or like the snake in the can toy that too. I mean, any of the things that pop out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how they got that many condoms to physically fit in that canister. Maybe like they like shoved a bunch in and it's like been heated. Like the air is expanding it. And so like, when you open it up <laughs> or it's like vacuum sealed, you know, I mean, you like open something up, it pops out too much time. Anyway, so 
When Mia leaves the restroom, she notices that many, many of the party goers have bailed and they're all leaving, saying goodbye to one another. Like Amira has to go study and Hannah has to go to the movies with her dad. And I'm like, okay, why can't you just invite Mia to the cinema with your dad? Right. Like, I kind of feel like Hannah would like that. She would like a buffer. Especially since they spent Christmas together. Yeah, exactly. But I do think it's interesting in this version that they are aware that she's staying there. Right, right, right. Like Hannah knows that Mia is spending a couple hours at Alex's house. Right. She's like, oh, just chill for a little bit. Then you can leave. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I love how we think she's alone with him, but not really because Photoshop Marcus comes out of the restroom real confused about what's going on. With vomit on his shirt, which is never a good look. Yeah, he's a mess. He's kind of like Hans, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. And he leaves. And Mia is being classic Nora character. And she's like, I'll just go to the park or the cinema for a couple hours. And then I'll go home. Which is just like such an absurd concept that Alex Mm -hmm. is like, stupid, just stay here. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you know what? chill for a bit, then I'll drive you home. And she's like, "Uh, you're not allowed to. He's like, oh, I'll get my chauffeur to do it. Do I have a chauffeur? Am I really that rich? That was funny. I was like, oh, he's got a personality. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. And then he says he'll make hot cocoa and then rides off on a skateboard, like real douchely. That's some rich boy shit. Yeah, yeah. So then she like starts sauntering around the apartment. It's real massive and she's curious. She looks at some things. She looks at that big painting and I was trying to get a better look at it. It's kind of abstract. I don't know. There's, is there like a naked woman lying down and like a, some men and lions around her? Like what's going on in that painting? I definitely, I did not examine it, but there's definitely some sort of abstract person in the middle. Mm-hmm. I picked up yeah. on that. Yeah, because a few episodes ago, Rachel, aka Kusik Groupie, said there's a painting or a piece of artwork in Alexander's apartment that everyone talks about. So I thought to myself, is that the one? Who knows? Let us know, Rachel. That's probably it. It's massive. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. So one of the rooms that she goes into is clearly unused and she asks what it is. And he's like, oh no, it's nothing. And then she just goes in anyway. Like clearly he, by him saying like, oh no, it's nothing. That's kind of a dismissive way to say like, don't go in there. Right, right. And she goes in there. And I'm going to assume that this is Sophie's room. Old yeah, because he mentioned that. Yeah. So he redirects them. Or he tries to, but she doesn't because she sees a piano. And then Lucas starts to play the piano. And Elliot is just in love with him, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but whenever I see a piano now and a couple, my mind immediately goes to Scum France. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, even like re-watching those Christmas scenes, I was like, oh, this just makes me think of Isak. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that this season is set during the winter instead of- Yeah, and I was mad confused. I was like, wait, this is supposed to happen in the third season. Why mm-hmm. is it happening now? I was very so, so Kat from All of Scam and I talked about it in the last episode and she said, think about it. What's Mia's last name? Oh. Right, totally. right. That makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> so anyway, back to the episode. Alex asks Hannah. Hannah. Alex, Alex asks Mia if she can play the piano. She's like, of course I can. She's real confident. And then she starts to become like real difficult in a flirty kind of way. 
And she says that she'll play the piano if he pays her. And, you know, he's not going to let her be jerky to him. He's going to give it right back to her. So he takes out a few coins to tease her and she shuts it down. And then they start bartering back and forth. But she is pretty damn, uh, like, she won't back down from the, yeah, she's pretty stubborn. She won't back down from the 50 euros that she wants. Like, he has to climb up from the 10 euros all the way up to the 50. Which, again, I think fixes some of his dickishness. Like, I think him having to, like, climb and pay the 50 euro, Mm -hmm. having to, quote unquote, makes him more likable. Right, right. Yeah. And then she demands the money up front and then even makes fun of his money clip. Yeah. Cause he got it from his grandma and she's like, ah, oh, the grandma again. There you go. <laughs> Always use that as a tactic. Yeah. And so she starts playing the first song she plays. Is that chopsticks? Like it's a really basic piano song. Yeah. It's just some basic tune that you learn during your first two sessions of piano class. Right. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then she starts playing my heart will go on. <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, this is what a great song. Me too. I was like, wow. And then I realized it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's also a nod to what Kiki said a few episodes ago. And she was like, it's like Jack and Rose from the Titanic. Did you catch that? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Kiki mentioned something about Titanic with Jack and Rose. There you go, then, with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought it was really cute when she was like, I swear. And she held up the peace sign. Mm -hmm. That to me was like a very endearing, cute thing she did. And she plays for real. And it's a very intense sort of haunting song. And it's very good. She's very good. Oh yeah. It's like really passionate too. Not just like the song she's playing, but just the way she's playing. Yeah. She's like closing her eyes and she's like really into it. And then on top of that, like the scene is like, it seems like cut with scenes of them talking, eating, just enjoying each other's company on the couch. And so like, yes, I would have wanted to see that actual scene happen. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? I'll let my mind fill in the blanks. Exactly. Exactly. So after she finishes playing, Alex asks her, who was that? Like, who wrote that? And she says, Jimmy Brooks from Degrassi, a.k.a. Drake. <laughs> yeah, Drake, which obviously... It's not Drake. (laughs) No. And then she gets a text from Hans asking her if she can just spend the night at Hannah's. Hannah's. Hannah. Don't know why I said Hannah. Okay. But think about it. The names again. Hans, Hannah, very similar, right? Like, come on. Choose a different name, please. I know. Very similar. And then doesn't she text Hannah? Like, can I stay with you? And she's not responding. And Alex says, hey, you can sleep here. Yeah, basically, yeah. And that she can sleep in their room and he'll sleep on a mat and that he'll leave the next day. Like he has to get up early the next day. However, he doesn't want to sleep on the couch because the fridge is too loud. And she agrees. And I agree as well. (laughs) I thought that was cute again. Like it's showing a little bit of it. Like it's showing a quirk. It's showing a funny trait that he has. Yeah, definitely. It's just like these like random moments between them that I really appreciate. Totally. And so he says, you know what? You can rent my bed with fresh linen, just like in a hotel. But how much will it cost, Claire? (laughs) If I had to guess, 50 euro. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so the next scene, yeah. So then the next scene we get is him making the bed for her and then putting the mat on the floor. Then he gives her a new toothbrush, the one that he mentioned before. And he's actually more built than I expected. Did you expect like skin and bones? Kind of. I mean, I didn't expect any definition, right? Mm-hmm. I just expected like a skinny boy. Mm-hmm. But I, he had some definition up top. I'm glad that, yes, we get like a shirtless scene of him. But in all of these remakes, like, I don't think it's necessary. No. No. Like, even if he had like, and I'm not body shape, like, even if he didn't have any definition, I'd be like, whatever, like, fine with me doesn't matter you know it's all about the personality like he has to win me over with that William had a nice body but did William have a nice personality no no he did not and I almost said Nora (laughs) Mia gets into bed and she smells the sheets (laughs) almost like in disbelief that it's not going to be like that it's not going to smell well and I was just like, girl, you got it bad. If you're smelling the sheets <laughs> of the guy, you're like, that is a red flag for you. Like the, you are in deep. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So then Hans texts Mia and tells her that his hookup has finished fast, of course. And so she can come home now. At the same time, Hannah also invites her over, but we know what Mia's going to do. She texts Hans that she's with Hannah and she texts Hannah that she's back at home with Hans. Right, yeah. And then she closes her eyes real quick as Alex enters the room and he calls her out for fake sleeping. And then he climbs into the sleeping mat and he says goodnight to her. And I was like, oh, are they not going to share a bed? Like, what's going to happen to force them together? But it doesn't happen. And I'm actually okay with that. It's kind of more realistic and it, it makes it more of a slow burner. And you know how much I love slow burners. I do. And I agree. I thought it was, yeah, it's more of a slow burner. It's not as forced. It also is less sketchy. Like, and I think mm-hmm. maybe they don't do that because he did date her friend pretty recently. So I think mm-hmm. she would be hesitant to like actually get into a bed with him. So right. I think it, yeah, I think it's more realistic for this. Definitely. Yeah. Baby steps. So then he says goodnight to her and she calls him Axel. And then he asks his one last question. Was that really Drake on the piano? and that sleeping mat looks terrible oh it's the worst but you know if you're crushing hard on someone you're gonna sleep on that sleeping mat yeah 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 for sure all right are you ready for episode five the abby shaker clan yeah take it away take it away it is the next morning is saturday and it sounds like a thousand doorbells are going off oh yeah Okay. I was like, okay, it's not just me. Like, cause no, they don't no, really no. address it at the beginning. I'm just like, okay. Well, later on it's, it's that Bjorn guy. Yeah. Yeah. So Mia wakes up and Alex has left, but she finds a couple post-it notes Ugh. that detail where he is, which we love a note. We love a post-it note. We love a drawing. We love anything like that. Except for a post-it from Burger on Sex in the City. Oh, yeah, that too. He broke up with me with that post-it, right? Isn't that the thing? Yeah, such a shame. I'm sorry, I can't. (laughs) I thought it was so cute, though, how Mia leaves the room and then comes back and she makes the bed. And then she leaves the room and then she comes back and she, like, strips the sheets. I just thought that was so funny. It, It just aligns with her character, like, knowing what we know about how she is with, like, 
cleaning things, but also like how it connects with Alex and, you know, this hotel stay. (laughs) Yeah, so true. And okay, so the post-its, it says that he left. It says that Mm -hmm. you were snoring, but there's other stuff that it, that he wrote that the subtitle didn't say. Yes, okay. So the, yeah, this is where the subtitles are off. They're not synced up or they just completely omit things. So there's another post that says he has some rose hip tea for her because he ran out of coffee, which was what they were drinking the previous night. And then when she reaches the door, the last post-it on there is just basically saying, Hotel Hardenberg, thanks you for your stay. We hope you return again. So That's real cute. cute. So adorable. If a guy did that for me and I was in that situation, I would be like, oh, that little shithead is charming. Right? It takes a lot of thought to sit down and write post-its. You know that if you go into Alexander's trash can, you'll find like five other like drafts of (laughs) post-its. Probably. And as she opens the door, someone else kind of like steps in Mm -hmm. and it's, how do you say his name? Bjorn? Yeah, Bjorn. Bjorn, a friend of Alex's. So my initial gut reaction is mm. they changed brother to a friend. Yeah, I was like, is this a Nico? What's up with this guy? He seems a bit off, a little too friendly here. So creepy. Yeah. What, what's your name? Uh, have a nice day. Like he is so creepy. So she's also like kind of skeeved out. And so she just like walks away. And that's when she gets the text right? That he's in London for a few days Mm -hmm. having to do real estate. Hashtag, is he really that rich? Very cute. She is so smitten. You could tell with that smile on her face. Hell yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. And then the footage is lost, Claire. We have no idea what happens that next week. That entire week, nothing happens at all. They're at a standstill. I don't know. That was, yeah, that was weird. I didn't understand why they skipped an entire week. Yeah. And I wondered, what did they do on social media? Did they not post that week? Was the show on hiatus? You know what? The drug experience bot girls, let us know. Yeah, I bet there was something where they couldn't film or maybe an actor got really sick or something. Because it doesn't seem like there's any plot reason why they waited a whole week. Yeah. But it's a week later on Saturday. Alex is back and texts her, what's up? She says, everything is all right. And then she like goes back to delete it because I guess she's written too much, maybe a little bit too flirty. But Alex told me- was very flirty. Oh, totally. But then she deletes it. And then I love that Alex calls her out because he's like, I can see you typing. Mm-hmm. That to me felt very William. Not in a bad way, but in like a- No, no, in a charming way. Yes, like that is very true to the character. That is something the character would do. Definitely. And so then she quickly responds with the short, like, I'm fine. I'm studying. Goodbye. Yeah. And he basically ignores that, right? Mm-hmm. So he basically ignores it. And he asks her if she wants to hang out again. And she's like, what part of see you don't you get? And she wrote see you in all caps. And then he calls her up for shouting. And so they're clearly flirting through text here. It, it's more charming than the Norham text. Because I remember when we reviewed season two, we hated the texts between William and Nora. Exactly. Like he texts back a frown, you know, she says, don't cry. And then she says, will you also snore? Yeah. And then she checks to see if he's seen her message. Telltale sign. Yeah. And then then, Lynn. Just being weird. Okay, Lynn. I laughed so hard. I was like, (laughs) what the? (laughs) 
She's just standing behind Mia and has been for a while. Yeah, this Lynn is more weird and quirky than depressed Lynn of OG Scum. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so the next scene, Montauk. Mia goes to school and she sees photocopies of like genitalia posted on walls, flying around. Prior to this episode, I thought that season two of Drook, the Mia season, was going to be that the Nico character took pictures of Mia and posted it around the school because I had seen pictures of this and I was like, holy shit, they're going there. But no, no, that's not the storyline. It was just a silly, silly prank pulled Mm -hmm. by someone and it's unclear who. And there's also graffiti on the wall and it's tagged with the Abby clan. The Abby Shaker clan. Yep. And Kiki. (laughs) Oh, bless her heart. Kiki comes up to Mia and picks up one of the photocopies and is like, is this Alex's penis? Oh, yeah. And then she also like takes a picture of that wall. So she's like, oh, I've already seen it. It's on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And Mia's like, well, how would I know if it's if it's his penis? I don't know. <laughs> and then she leaves and then Hannah approaches her and she's like, what is going on? And she mentions that they're in trouble. And then she sees Alex and Jonas being a little bit too chummy with one another. And she's surprised that they're hanging out. And then Alex and Mia make eye contact and he kind of shrugs at her like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. And then Hannah walks away and we get more copies just scattered over the top. It kind of gave me like a Mean Girls vibe a little bit, you know, like with the scattering of the burn book. But in a very, like, artistic, well-done way. Like, I love seeing all of those copies, like, falling down on Mia in slow-mo. Did you notice how, like, at the top of the screen, it was getting progressively darker as the papers were falling on her? I did not notice that. I'm going to call it, but it's going to be one of my top three favorite scenes of the season. There's just something about that scene that I really love. Mm. I kind of felt like it was out of place. Interesting. No. I think that with season two of Droog, they're doing more artistic things. Like the very first shot of the season with Kiki and Alexander kissing with the lights changing colors. You know, that. Oh yeah, the tongue. But like things like that. And also what we just talked about with the characters having the yearbook comments read to them and just getting the shots of their face. Like they're doing different things. Like they're making stylistic choices that I really appreciate. Yeah, that's true. It is more creative. And maybe yeah. I'd like it more if I had watched all season one. In season one, they didn't really do that. <laughs> no worries. No. Season, okay. I love season one. It, it was a good enough season. It wasn't anything revolutionary. You would have liked Jonas a lot, but um, like they, they didn't really do anything too different. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know. Okay. Like I kind of feel like I would have liked Jonas, but in these episodes, I'm like, I don't really like Jonas. It's interesting because Jonas is acting like how... Ava from season two, because Ava was the one that was a mess in season two. Yeah. He's kind of acting a little pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Tinges of that. Yeah. Sorry, Yana. Yeah. Whatever. We're all flawed in our own way. (laughs) All right. Dean sucks. So it's some sort of school assembly on Tuesday. And that leader girl who I don't know who you know. Leonie is the Ingrid. Oh, okay. Okay. Leone talking about the copies and how all the damage both to their reputation as a group and then also to the school 
that the school is going to have to pay 4,500 euro, which is obviously a fuckload of money. And she says there are two options. Either the people that did it can like make themselves known and report themselves or the school can take money from our account. And of course, people are like rip shit and really mad about this. Um, And Kiki says like, oh, I think it's Alexander. Right. And then Mia looks at Alex and he kind of half smiles. And then Sarah or Sarah waves a photocopy of the boobs to Alex. So we kind of think that Alex and Sarah are behind this. Right. And it kind of makes it seem like they hooked up. Right. Right. I have to mention Carlos because I love Carlos so much. Just that one scene of him coughing out all the names of genitalia. Love him. He's, he's adorable. I judged you on an Instagram post for liking him. Yes, you did. But I will say he's better in action. Oh yeah. He is a doofus. He might be my favorite Magnus. Yeah. He's definitely the cutest. Oh, totally by far. Yeah. But anyway, so back to the episode. No one comes forward. No one takes credit for the whole thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. So then Mia walks out of the auditorium towards the exit, but she sees Alex waiting for her. Before she leaves, she pretends to fish something out of her backpack only to reveal she's flipping him off. Very iconic. I love that it's done differently because in Nora's season, she did it as she was getting out of bed. So they had already hooked up or, you know, were establishing things. Whereas here... It's more of the cat and mouse playful flirtation between Mia and Alex. Right. And we see that later too. It becomes mm-hmm. like an inside joke, which is really cute. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So then later that night, Mia and Hans are looking over the photocopies. Misha is there looking mighty cute and fine. Love he's him. He's cute. Oh, he's a babe and Hans does not deserve him. No, I don't know why Hans is like, he's boring. I'm like, he is a cutie patootie. And Hans, he is way out of your league, okay? Oh, okay. So shallow league first, cute face, great dresser, nice abs. And then, you know, not, not shallowly. He cooks and he wants to talk about politics. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. Check marks all around. I know, I know. Yeah. Again, yeah. like I think Eskild... I think the character would like him more for superficial reasons. Definitely, yeah. So, what else? I don't, wait, what, what even happened in that scene? I'm so focused on Misha. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, basically, <laughs> Mia shows him the photocopy of the Right, 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 yeah. And then he's like, well, why do you want to know? And we're like, girl, that's because you think that's Alex's penis. Oh, yes, yes. And he's like... Uh, I think you're more than jealous because curiosity feeds the jealousy. Some quote that he claims is his, but it's not really his. It was like Moliere's or something. Curiosity is the daughter of jealousy. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Was it Moliere? I don't know. Anyway, so on to Mitvak. Yes, our favorite day. So she's getting ready. Mia's getting ready to, to go to school. She walks out of the apartment and Alex is there waiting for her and he has coffee and classic Mia she just ignores him and he starts talking to her but she has headphones in so she can't nor can we hear what he's saying right and then she just takes the coffee and she hushes him as she takes her airpods or her earbuds out um she says she doesn't care what he did she thinks it's embarrassing referencing the whole break-in with the school and the photocopies that she thinks he's the culprit of 
But she basically tells him that it's embarrassing. And what's worse is that he doesn't have the balls to admit he did it. That he's just a spoiled bat who thinks he can get away with it. And then we have what I think is a hilarious <laughs> back and forth. He says, well, we were really drunk. And she's like, whatever. What are you, 12? He's like, he's- were you drinking when you were 12? Like, <laughs> or whatever it's close to that and that was what I thought too I was like what 12 year old (laughs) okay speaking of drinking did you notice that this Nora drinks wait does she she drinks alcohol yeah she does because she has the wine later or earlier yeah yeah not always though she does give up alcohol in certain scenes so I wonder how that'll factor in later on does Amira drink in this no she doesn't Okay, I thought I saw her drinking and I was very confused, but she was probably just drinking like water or something else. It, it looked like orange juice in one of the scenes. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so back to the episode, Mia's basically blowing it out of proportion, but Alex says he's sorry. And she tells him that he should confess to it with Sarah. He basically calls her jealous and she's like, I'm not jealous. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, just leave me alone. And she steps into the crosswalk and he pulls her back and saves her life from a car. Just because he saved her from getting hit by a car, it doesn't change anything. No. But Alex says, it does. It kind of does. You know, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Donnerstock. Donnerstock. So the girls are in the library And they're talking about Alex being the culprit of breaking into the school and making all those copies. They ask how Mia knows. And that's when Sam says Alex probably told her because she has seen them hanging out a lot, which naturally piques Kiki's interest. And Mia says they were only talking and standing so close because of Kiki and she was looking out for her best interest. Yeah. And then she lies and she's like, actually, I found out about the school break-in and the photocopies thing through Leone. But, you know, she's bullshitting. She's lying. She's lying. And Kiki is not buying it. Kiki is like giving her all sorts of side eye and really looking at her suspiciously. Then they all get a text from Alex in a group text. And he's throwing an event on Friday to pay for the broken copier. He says, you know, you know, bring what you can. Toilet sound will perform. And then Mia gets the text from Alex saying he'll cancel the benefit if she doesn't come. And Kiki's just watching her, a little suspicious of what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, Kiki does have a good gut instinct, it seems. Mm -hmm. All right, so it's Friday, the day that everything happens, the, the most popular day of the week for all of these remakes. Mia arrives to the crowded event. She runs into Kiki and Kiki's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll be at the bar downstairs. Mia goes into the restroom to put on her classic, iconic red lipstick. Then she goes downstairs and hugs Hannah and the others. She spots Alex from afar, wearing his hoodie, looking all, you know, broody and such. He texts her to tell her that she looks gorgeous. But then we see Sarah interrupting by kissing Alex on the cheek and then giving him a hug. There's a lot of eye contact here. It's clear that Mia is really interested in watching Alex and vice versa. And again, this kind of reinforces the idea that that Sarah and Alex have something going on. Right. And simultaneously, Hannah takes Jonas aside and is like, what is going on with you, man? He's kind of a hot mess. And he says, you're what's going on with me. He even tries to kiss her. And did you notice that this is a POV switch? Mm -hmm. Yeah, normally they don't do that. They don't. But they actually did that in season one. 
in season one, at the end of the season, they switched to Mia. So maybe they're like, we got to make up for all that lost Hannah time and give her some time in the season. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a new take where Jonas is actually still in love with her. Yeah. And is like a mess about it. So I'm curious to see what happens with that. Same here. Yeah. So Toilet Sam finishes performing and pulls Alex on stage to praise him. Apparently they raised $2,000 or 2,000 euros on top of the 4,500 that they needed. And Alex says he'll donate the extra money to plant a tree at the school. So you go, Alex, for being so green. And then Sam holds up a joint, which is also green. So that's funny. Yeah. And Sarah actually comes up on stage next to sing, and she's a pretty good singer. She's mm, really. I thought so? I thought she was good. I thought she started off a bit rough. It improved as she continued to sing, and it was just good enough. Like if this were American Idol, which I have not watched that show in years and years, she would make it to Hollywood, but she wouldn't make it to the live shows. Right. I mean, she's a random teenager, but she was better. I thought she was going to be terrible. Like I thought it was going to be a joking, like comedic, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was, I guess I was surprised when she could actually sing. You know who can actually sing? Jonas. Really? You're going to have to go back and watch the end of episode nine of season one, because you know, the take me to church scene of Ava season. You know, a Sam Smith song. Yes. Oh, you saw that on the Insta. Yeah. Without yeah. sound though, because I didn't, I was like, I, I rarely listen to Instagram with sound. So mm-hmm. turn on the sound. He's a wonderful singer. But anyway, so as Sarah is performing, Alex and Mia make eye contact. She walks off and Alex runs to meet up with her. And he tells her, you know what? You have to drop this game. We clearly have chemistry. There's something going on between us. He admits to liking her, liking her a lot. And I love that he's on. He's like, I'm taking my shot here. I'm putting all my cards out here on the table. And if you don't like me, tell me, say it to my face and I'll leave you alone. But as this is happening, who walks on by? Kiki. Yeah. Mm. She walks by, she sees them, which he doesn't care about, but obviously Mm. Mia does. And it's sort of the last straw for Mia. It's like a reminder of the guilt that she feels. And so she tells him, well, he says, tell me you don't like me and I'll leave you alone. So Mm -hmm. that's when Kiki walks by and Mia says, I don't like you. He leaves and she goes into the bathroom and she almost starts crying. Like she's very emotional and she's taking off her lipstick. She's rubbing at it with her hands. She wants to wipe it with toilet paper. There's none left. So she goes into her purse to find a napkin or a tissue or something. And what Mm -hmm. does she pull out? The (sighs) post-it. The adorable post-it the night they spent together. And this is like her motivation. This is her aha moment that like, you know what? Kind of like screw what Kiki thinks. I'm in love with him. I have to be honest with myself, which is what Alex told her earlier on. He was like, you have to be honest with yourself. She chases, you know, after him, she sees him on the bridge and calls out to him. And then she tells him that it's cold and he takes his beanie off to offer to her. But then she pulls hers out as well. I'm like, okay, I, I didn't get what was going on in that scene. I mean, it's sweet that he wanted to offer his beanie. Yeah. And then they both put them on at the same time. It's like, okay. Once they're on the bridge, she says she likes him. And she, but she criticizes him at the same time. And she says like, how can you be this person who's like sometimes nice, but at the same time you get drunk and photocopy your penis everywhere. 
right? And he's like, how do you know it's my dick? And then he gestures to the drunk fellow on the bridge. It's Jonas. I was shocked. I was like, oh, Jonas did that? My Jonas? Our Jonas? Me too. I was like, I don't think Alex did it. It doesn't seem like something that he would do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was also surprised that Jonas, I was like, man, Jonas is really struggling. Like, homeboy needs some help. And then, I mean, later on, jumping ahead, he's smoking pot before class too. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, bro? What's up? Yeah. But anyways, (laughs) so Alex tells her that, you know, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't photocopy my dick because my dick needs to say an enigma. And she's like, uh, sorry, but every girl at the school has seen your dick. It is not (laughs) an enigma. No. And there's a few moments of silence. She says, fuck. He thinks she's pointing something out, but then she kisses him. And it's not just one kiss. You know, there's like a tender moment between them. They're kind of like caressing each other. Their foreheads touch each other. It's cute. And you know, it, okay, it's a little bit awkward with the timing, but I kind of don't care. I think I, I wanted them together, that it didn't matter how they would get together mm-hmm. for me. It's like, you know what? I'm fine with it. I liked it. I thought it was, yeah, I, I thought it was better how she had the like come to Jesus moment, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I liked it. It was cute. And what I thought was the cutest thing was actually after the kiss. Mm-hmm. So he walks off, which was a little shocking. I was like, why aren't you going to say kiss smart? But he walks off, he fishes something out of his jacket. And what is it, Claire? A middle finger. <laughs> That's totally their thing now. Totally adorable. A callback to what she did earlier. I will say, I first thought that he was going to be like, oh, I forgot my keys. Mm, that would have been cute too. And then mm-hmm. have to say it replaced or something. But the middle finger was cute. And then he does a cute little like hop where he clicks his heels. Yes, yes, yes. Cute too. So he leaves, basically leaving her wanting more too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. cute. And she's so smiley cute. and she's so in it. Yeah, that's it for episode five. You ready for episode six? I'm ready. All right. The title is Perfectly Wrong. It starts off on Sam's talk, which is Saturday. Why do we have to get a gross shot of this toilet with stains on it? Like, why? And we know it's Hans. We know it's him. It's gross. It's so gross. And then he's in the tub and there's vomit on him. There's vomit on the tub. And literally to me, that's too much. Like, I don't need to see that. And I was like, oh, he looks bad. This is messy behavior. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Like that soured me. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, you need help. Like, yeah, this is not cute. No, it's not cute. And she's so casual about it. She's like, oh, I'll clean it up. Bitch, you could not pay me (laughs) to clean up someone else's vomit. Are you kidding me? What about your nephew, though? (laughs) Okay, yes, that's different. (laughs) But he's a baby. Like, that's so gross. It really is. I just, yes, I get that Mia's elated. She's on cloud nine, you know, all in her, you know, bliss about Alex. But Mia... You, you gotta you gotta put that on pause and just smack some sense to Hans here. Yeah, I, I just like no matter how nice you're feeling, you should not be like chill with someone else passing out in your tub with vomit everywhere. Like that's a big no no. Seriously, but anyways, she tells him to go back to his bed, and he you know goes off, and then she gets a text from Alex telling her good morning, and she's like, "Who is this?" 
of course, teasing him, a little flirtatious banter back and forth. He tells her his full name and then reminds her of their lovely kiss from the night before. She jokes that she doesn't remember the kiss, like he has the wrong person. And it's just really cute how they vibe and they're like both on the same page and it's just adorable. Yeah, and then he's like, wait, is this not Sarah? Whoops, sorry, Uh, but have a good weekend too. He has a sense of humor. That's so important, seriously. Like you can be jerky, you can be cute, you can be attractive, but you need a sense of humor. For sure. For sure, yeah, yeah. All right, Montauk? It's Monday morning. Mia's going out to her bicycle and Alex drives up in his Porsche and he says, yeah, we should carpool to school, you know, environmentally friendly. And she, they joke about it. She turns him down and he calls her a cliche hipster as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, okay, enough of the jokes. Let's get a little bit serious now. She starts to mention that when they're at school, but then she doesn't need to finish the sentence because he knows and he acts it out. The whole like zipping his lip and throwing the keys away. And then someone honks at him and he's like, oh, oh. so he gets out. He does this whole like fucking adorable mime routine of like finding the key to unlock his lips so that he can tell her the answer about when he has classes. I'm like, Alex, you are winning me over here. Like stop, but don't stop at the same time. It was so cute. I was like, what is he doing? And then when he unzipped it, when he found the key, I was like, oh my God, he is witty and clever and charming. You in danger, girl. Seriously. Next scene? Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Okay, Tuesday, which I actually forget the German days of the week, even though they say them. What's Tuesday? Dienstag. Me and Hannah are studying. They're doing math, except... Mia's mind is clearly elsewhere. She's on her phone. Hannah's talking about this math problem. Says that Jonas tried to kiss her. There's no reaction from Mia. So in order to get her attention, (laughs) Hannah texts Mia and is like, hello. And finally, Mia gives her her attention so that Hannah can tell her about what happened at the party. Yeah, so she explains the whole Jonas situation again. And then she mentions that Mia's been a bit distant and you can tell here that she wants to tell her. And I was like, oh, she's not going to do it. But lo and behold, she does do it. I'm like, yes, confide in your friends. Will Hannah give her the best advice? Probably not. But don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep this shame to yourself. I agree. I was very pleasantly surprised by the fact that Mia told Hannah. And I Mm -hmm. thought that that was one mistake that the original made was that Mm -hmm. Nora didn't trust any of her friends. Right. And to me, this just like is so much more realistic, first of all. And second of all, it's just way better plot wise. It gives them more possibilities, I think. Okay. If you think about it, scam means shame in Norwegian. So Nora had a lot of shame about it. Whereas this show is called Druk. And it's not about shame. It's about pressure. Oh, is that what Druk means? Yeah, it means pressure. Because Hannah asks her if Alex pressured her. That's where I was like, oh, there you go. They're mentioning the title. Oh, wow. Also, I never knew that Scott meant shame. (laughs) I am not cutting that out. I'm leaving it in there. (laughs) Listeners out there, please shame Claire for that. How did you not know? Word. Wow. No, no, we've 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 talked about this before, haven't we? 
swear to we God, have yeah. never talked about its definition, but we've talked about shame as a central theme. I just, I didn't know that they were connected. Did you think this show is about like scams in real life or something like that? Why do you think no, it was called I scam? I thought it was a weird word. Like, you know, Meaning like what? Skins is a weird word. Scam is a, is a random word. Which by the way, I never understood why they called it skins. Yes, I know they're talking about like what you use to roll up a joint, stuff like that, but like skins. Oh, I thought it was also like condoms. Oh, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Wow. Clearly, I don't know anything about words. Anyway, Uh, wow. Welcome back to the podcast, Claire. Didn't you miss this? I did. Anyways, okay, okay. So back to the episode. Hannah asks her if Alex pressured her. Mia says no. Hannah's confused as to why she kissed him. She asks about Kiki right as Sam comes in. And it's like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, come on. You guys can't keep secrets. There are no secrets in this group. And then Sam, not as dim as we thought, asks her if it's about the meetings with Alex. Yeah, again, I thought they were going to go a different way. I thought that Hannah and Mia were going to come up with some lie to throw Mm -hmm. Sam off. But lo and behold, Sam guesses correctly and they don't deny it. And so now Sam knows too. And it's like, okay, this is a completely new direction. And I'm into it. Like, I'm excited to see what happens because of it. Same here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Sam is like real serious about it. She's like, Kiki will lose her shit if she finds out, despite what Hannah says about Kiki improving with her behavior. But apparently Kiki doesn't talk about it anymore because she knows how much her comments about Alex and this situation annoys Mia. Which is some self-awareness, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And Sam really drives in the knife when she says that Kiki admires Mia so much. And she always texts Sam like with Mia's accomplishments and things like that, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. But clearly Mia did not know that this was happening. I mean, she she looks just as surprised as the rest of us too. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, Sam just kind of like guilt chips her. She's like, why are you causing all of this drama? And then Mia kind of basically confirms that what's going on between her and Alex is more than a kiss. It's kind of serious. Kind of serious. Yeah, it is. All right. Ready for meat fuck? Yes. So I did not think that this scene was going to happen as quickly as it did. But it did. In terms of the progression, right? Right, right. The very next scene, this scene on Wednesday, Mia goes to find Kiki. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to tell her right now. Mm -hmm. Turns out she doesn't. But she meant to, right? And so the plan was Mia was going to meet Kiki for some exercise before school. Of course, Kiki is doing the most and ran there. And now they're going to run together. Uh, And Kiki says, like, I'm going to go really slow. Don't worry. But her slow is still fucking fast. I was like, Jesus Christ, she is sprinting. But at the same time, Mia does not know how to run. Like, she sucks at it. It's very awkward. So it's such a stark contrast between the way they're running. Right, it is. And also they're running back and forth. Like, why aren't they running laps? No idea. Also, why is Mia wearing a shit ton of clothes? I mean, it's cold, but yeah, she's not wearing good running clothes. She's wearing like bulky clothes. And then she has some excuses about why she's not running as well. Oh, it's about her shoes. She keeps wanting to stretch, which is like her way of like getting the two of them stationary so that she can actually admit to what's going on. Mm-hmm. But to Kiki, stretching means doing a really impressive split. I was like, 
like, oh shit, Kiki. She just went into it. And Mia was also very surprised. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Mia checks in on her. She's like, you oh, know, how are you doing? And Kiki's like, why are you asking? Like, does it seem like I'm not fine? But then she reveals, oh, it's been 30 days since the Alex breakup. She's counting the days. She is not well. She tries to act very nonchalant about it. But the simple mm-hmm. fact that she knows it's been 30 days is like, ooh. Mm, I know. And then she even lies to herself about not wanting to know who he's with now. It's like, girl, we know you want to know. You're probably stalking him as well on Instagram. But I think Mia takes that and she's like, okay, she doesn't want to know. She's clearly so upset. I'm not going to tell her. And she does not tell Kiki. If only she had told her. Mm. I know. know. Okay, so this next scene on Donna's stock, I was like, what's going on? Is there something wrong with the video? Why is it upside down? I thought that was funny. I thought it was like, at first I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. But then also like, I kind of was confused because it was Hannah's perspective. It just goes back to Drew doing different things, which I really appreciate. Yeah, it keeps it interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's Hannah and Mia. And Hannah says like, oh, did you see Mateo's Instagram? Mm-hmm. And it's that Jonas has been smoking every day before school. And he drinks more now. And Mia reveals like, well, he was also involved in the break-in. And Hannah says, well, I'm starting to worry, which rightfully so. But Mia tells her it's not your job to take care of him. Like he's his own person. Which I think, yes and no. I don't think that she needs to take care of him, but I do think that it would be appropriate for her to be like, what's going on? Like, I'm worried about you. I'm here if you need me, but she shouldn't take on solving his problems just to be there as a friend. I'm finding a parallel between Jonas's messiness and Hans's messiness too. Oh, yeah. You can't really solve all of their problems, but you could definitely give them a stern talk and give them like a, a check. Yeah. yeah, their their behavior is not sustainable. No, 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 no. But anyway, so Alex texts Mia and she goes to meet him like in the locker. She's elated, of course. They start making out. He asks her how long they'll be a secret for. And they're not very secretive. This is like in a very public place. Yeah. It's visible from the side and the top. And I was like, uh, anyone's going to see you immediately. But they don't get caught. But what is hilarious is Mia's lipstick is all over her face. Don't you find it symbolic that that's the lipstick that Kiki gave her? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so Mia invites herself over to Alex's place. And then they're like, okay, you know, okay, enough kissing. Off you go now. As Mia leaves, she runs to Sarah and Leone, who ask her about some ads in the yearbook. And she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Go talk to Amira. But they notice her smeared lipstick and smirk at her. And they don't tell her. That's savage. Yeah, but they're not really friends if you think about it. They're just on a committee together. I know, but they clearly get pleasure out of not telling her. They're like laughing at her. Right, right, right. Yeah. So later that evening, Mia's at Alex's place and they talk about movies that they want to watch. She wants to watch a classic movie that she has seen over and over again. Claire, it's question time. Yeah, question time. What's a movie that you can watch over and over again? Oh my God, I have so many. Okay, I'm going to list a couple. I think I actually talked about this before. All right. She's the Man, Zoolander. Hilarious. Stick It. I haven't seen it. 
I've watched 17 again, a surprising number of times. Why? It's good. Is it? I mean, yes, it was Zac Efron at his peak, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was kind of a basic movie. And I also don't think that Matthew Perry was the right role for an older Zac Efron. I've always said it should be Bradley Cooper at that age when Mm -hmm. Zac Efron was that young. You'll have to show me pictures. Yes. Okay. But do you think it should have been Matthew Perry? No, I think he was a weird choice. I just don't like Bradley Cooper. I don't think he's cute. He was cute back in the day during the hangover phase. Now, not so cute. I've just never been attracted to him. But yeah, I mean, there are so (laughs) many movies. Marvel movies, Harry Potter movies, like it goes on and on. So I, so many. But Ben, what about you? You know my answers. I could watch The Goonies over and over again. Yeah. Mean Girls, Clueless, Before Sunrise. Oh, I love those movies. Yeah. <laughs> those are classics. Yeah. But Alex and Mia aren't going to watch those films. They start talking about Harry Potter. And I know how much you love Harry Potter. Hell yeah. Even though I judge both of them. What film would you choose? Not the first and the fourth. I like the no. fourth one. I have very strong feelings about this. Okay. So the first one is, I mean, it's the first one, right? So it's like not very good, fine, it's whatever. The fourth one is my least favorite movie. Is that the one where, what's his face? Dumbledore is different or was that the third one? No. When did Dumbledore change? Dumbledore's actor died. The original Dumbledore died. Oh, yeah. That's the third one. Oh, did he die and then didn't get to film the third one? Or was the third one his last one? The old Dumbledore mm-hmm. is in first and second. And okay. then third, fourth, whatever is the new one. Ugh, I hated the uh, new one. Ugh, he was horrible. I just, the fourth, there, okay. The fourth book is amazing. Mm-hmm. The fourth movie cut out so much that it just like, uh, it wasn't good. My favorite movies, it used to be the third movie. I think that one has done very well. Mm-hmm. Even if there's a new Dumbledore. And then I really like the sixth movie as well. You're going to hate me for this, but you know that I've never finished the series, right? Here's my history with... disappointed in you, Ben. (laughs) Says a girl he didn't know what scam meant. Whatever. (laughs) Okay, so I saw the first Harry Potter film. (laughs) Because I saw the first film, I was like, I'm going to read the second book. (laughs) So I read the second book, loved it. Started reading the third book, never finished it. Then I watched the fourth movie and I enjoyed it. This is your shame. You have never read Harry Potter. I used to read Harry Potter one through seven every single summer. I've read uh, the, I I told you I read the second one. But you haven't read all seven. I don't have time for it. I'm sorry. JK Rowling is transphobic there. Okay. Yes. But that wasn't public knowledge like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. (laughs) Okay. Also, can I mention how I hate that J.K. Rowling years after the series and it will say something like so-and-so was actually Jewish. Oh, so-and-so actually spoke Italian. I'm like, no, you didn't say it back in the day. Yeah. He said Dumbledore was gay after the fact, but I'm like, okay, but what was that representation like during the series? Yeah. Doesn't count. Whatever. Bye bitch. Anyway, back to the episode. Mia and Alex agree on the third (laughs) Harry Potter film, Prisoner of Azkaban. And they start kissing, and then the doorbell rings. And I thought this is where Bjorn returns and fucks shit up. But no, no, no. It's Amira as the delivery person. Yeah, that was so surprising. I was like, oh, okay, so Amira's going to know now too. But it made sense 
mm-hmm. because of a conversation that she had had with, with someone earlier and that name Parvel or Pavel. Like I was like, who's Pavel? When they were in the mm-hmm. car. <gasps> oh, yes. Okay. So Kat from all of Scam and I were like, what's going on with Amira? Does she have a secret guy? What's going on? Totally makes sense now. Her secret job. But I love how when she sees Alex, she's like, don't you dare tell anyone. She's not the only one with a secret because Mia comes to the door and Amira's like, holy shit, does Kiki know? Yeah, right. But when she's like, does Kiki know? I thought she was talking about the job and not about Winterberg. Nah, I knew she was talking about Winterberg. Mm -hmm. Well, Kiki's going to find out soon. Yeah, because Amira tells her that she has to confess, like what you said earlier, Sam has a big mouth. And then Amira goes off to her next delivery. But before she leaves, she tells Mia that if she truly cares about the crew, then she'll tell Kiki. And then Mia turns it around and says, well, you should have told us about your job. And then Amira gives her some like automated like salutations line, like have a great meal and we hope you order from us again. Yeah, which was, you know, the Sonic character generally is pretty private. So that like Mm -hmm. that tracked for sure. How do you like Amira? Like, because we are such big fans of Sana. How do you think she compares? She's not as biting. She seems to be more chill. I like her. She's beautiful. I haven't gotten any strong, like, personality from her yet. I like Amira. She's fine. I think no one can truly compare to OG Sana. It's a losing battle to even try to compare. So it's like, you know what? You do your thing, Amira. You be you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, so Amira leaves and now it's just really awkward between Mia and Alex. And instead of eating, she goes for the wine and gulps it all down. <laughs> exactly. Which brings us to Freitag, except not Freitag anymore. No, Freitag. Yeah, so Mia is preparing dinner with Kiki, but Hans and Lynn are there. And Again, this is Druck doing something really artistic. There's like this sped up scene of like what's happening in the background, but we see it from like kind of Kiki's point of view. Yeah, I liked that. It was kind of mm-hmm. funny seeing her just watching this sort of, you know, Mia cooking a meal. And Hans is like, why don't you ever cook for us like this, Mia? It's because Mia's never there to cook for them. And she gives them a real sharp look because she thinks that it's going to reveal that she's been at Alex's place more often. Right, right, right. And we also get some great commentary from Lynn who asks if there's ginger in the dish. <laughs> uh, Kiki's like, oh, are you allergic? And Lynn's like, no, they give me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the two eventually leave so that Kiki and Mia can have their intimate dinner and Kiki's a little bit suspicious as to why they're hanging out. And she thinks it's a day between them and that Mia wants to hook up. <laughs> That's not what's happening. No, no, no. But you know that Mia is bisexual, right? Canically. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So Mia does say that she has to tell Kiki something, which automatically is like, oh. And she struggles to find the right words and she struggles to start, which I think is very realistic. And she says, let me back up. Alex was interested in me and she told him to leave her alone, but somehow things happened. And she doesn't really say it overtly to begin, but Kiki asks, you know, well, what happened? Yeah, because Kiki is starting to react like unfavorably. And then Mia tears up and she says, you know, I don't know why I kissed him. She's just 
really regretful. She doesn't want to betray Kiki. And she was like, no guy is more important than our friendship. And Kiki's like, well, apparently Alex is more important. Savage. That was just like. Yeah. Yeah. And Mia does say, if you tell me to stop seeing him, then I will. And Kiki yeah. does. She says, yeah, I want you to leave Alex alone. Well, yeah. Cause, cause Kiki asks her like, well, is it more than a kiss? And Mia stresses that they haven't slept together. And Kiki just can't get over how Mia told her that Alex is an asshole, that he's not good for her, but apparently he's good for Mia. Mia's main concern here is just keeping her friendship with Kiki intact. It's such an intense scene. It's a complete 180 from the OG. Damn, this is drama. This is really putting their, it's not putting their friendship at risk. They are at risk. Yeah, and I definitely don't think that Mia should have made that promise to stay away Mm -hmm. from him. I mean, literally jumping forward a little bit, Kiki leaves, and where does Mia go? Straight to Alex's place. And I thought for sure she was going to go over to his place and end things with him. But no, she ends up in his bed and even pulls his arm over to cuddle her. Yeah, which maybe she's doing that as a last thing, like one last night together maybe, before yeah. he breaks up with him. But like, still, like, that's not great. You just told your friend you'd stay away from him and then you're literally going to his bed, so. Right, it just makes things more complicated, which I do appreciate from a storyline point of view, because again, yeah. this is completely different. It's keeping it fresh for us to review in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. Overall, what did you think of episode four, five, and six? I liked them. I think they're interesting. They're true to the series without being legit copycats. Mm-hmm. There are new twists. Like, I want to watch the rest of it. Like, I, you know, and it's compelling. And I like Mia and I like Alex. I'm not as sympathetic towards Kiki, mm-hmm. but I like that they are playing up her disordered eating. Definitely, definitely. No, I agree with you on all fronts. I love Mia, love Alex's character. He's truly winning me over in these episodes. I think you can really feel the sense of like drama and conflict. The stakes are higher here in this remake. And again, like we get great scenes from all of the girls in the girl squad. I feel like with the OG, it was heavily focused on Nora. And we kind of saw like the other characters here and there, but in this remake, like everyone gets a bit of a storyline. And I appreciate that. I do too. It, it feels more well-rounded in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I just, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, yeah. No idea. And I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah. are you ready for our fun sections? Let's get into it. First up is MVP. Who is your MVP of these three episodes? Or, you know, multiples if you're a cheater. <laughs> I picked one. Yay. It was hard, partially because they do kind of give more screen time to different people. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's as easy to pick like one person who stands out. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I ended up giving it to Hannah. Oh, okay. Why Hannah? Because I feel like in these episodes, she was a really good friend. Mm-hmm. She wasn't being selfish. I think season two, Eva was selfish. Mm-hmm. And I think that this Hannah is more aware of what's happening around her. So she's concerned about Kiki and Mia, but also Jonas. She also set clear boundaries with Jonas. Like when he tried to kiss her, she said no. And I think that is really healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I just like, I feel like 
overall, she was a positive person in the episodes. I didn't even think about her, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, she is, she's very sensible in these episodes. You missed my hair flip when you called me right. Oh, no, I didn't. I saw it, but I was ignoring it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <Yeah>. Great hair flip. <laughs> nice. Okay, so who was your MVP for these three episodes? I feel like I know. Who? Alex. And why? Because he was charming, communicative, and honest taking the words right out of my mouth how dare you claire okay you know how badly i wanted to give it to william in season two i was like oh maybe this will be his episode but the motherfucker always ruined it but here alex got three episodes and throughout all three episodes yes he did some douchey things here and there but they were like easily ignored i think it's just the fact that he's such a three-dimensional character that we get his humor, we get his goofiness, we still get a bit of his confidence. He has won me over. Like, you mm-hmm. motherfucker, how dare you? You can win me over, then you deserve MVP. I can see it. He deserves it for sure. He wasn't even pushy about, you know, joining her in the bed for that one scene. Like, he was like, no, I will sleep on the floor. You know, and that's yeah. just more realistic. And the actor, I think, does a phenomenal job making Alex a likable character. Because that's a really tough role. That is. He's a dick for a lot of it. But he, he did a good job. You're right. All right. Next up is best songs. Best songs. So, Ben, what were your best songs? My first one is Nuggets by Mira Mira or Mura Mura featuring Bonsai. It's the party song from episode four. Oh. When they're at Alex's place. It's just like a hip song. Great vibes. It's not overtly raunchy or anything like that. It's just like, you know, like we're having fun. We're chilling. I think it really fit the vibe of the party. And like, uh, okay, that wasn't like a party party. It wasn't like a party where you're going to get like fucked and wrecked and, you know, like, like a party that Jonas would go to. This was more of like a a bunch of friends just hanging out, being chill with one another. So that song really fit. Episode four also featured the piano song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, right. It's called Pieces for Piano from Romeo and Juliet, Opus 75, Prokofiev by Vladimir Ashkenazi. Romeo and Juliet, I gotta say, okay, I thought this before that there are some parallels between this season's Winterberg and like Evac. Really? Like, okay. So yeah, the first one I was the post-its. It reminded me of the drawings that Evan would give to Isaac and like slip in his bag. Isaac? Whatever. Isaac. Okay. Oh my God. The piano with France and now Romeo and Juliet. Right, right. Also the post-its, didn't Niccolo do that for Martino? He did do that for him. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember. You know my feelings about that season. I know you do. Oh, as long as you don't bring up so bad. I could see you re- reposting a lot of so bad content on your Instagram story, Mr. Ben. Oh Whatever. Okay. And then the last song I chose was a Sean Mendez song. Out of all people, Sean yeah. Mendez from episode six. The title is Perfectly Wrong, which is also the title of the episode. Okay. You know how I feel about Sean Mendez. Is he cute? Yes. Does he have poor choice in partners? Yes. Yes. Is he a great singer? Uh, not really. No, but you know, as I was listening to that final song, 
I was thinking to myself, this is good for this moment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It perfectly describes their relationship because Sean sings, Sean, as if I know him on a first name basis, but I did, (laughs) I have crossed paths with him. You know this. Yeah. You thought he was very tall. He was very tall. Okay. Listeners. I was once at this work function at a hotel and he was performing at a private party and he was exiting the hotel as I was entering. And was I a bit awestruck? Yes, I was. Of course. Back to the song. Like I said, it just describes the Winterberg relationship really well, that they're perfectly wrong for each other, but somehow it makes it right. So you go, Sean Mendez. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Okay, what about you? What are your songs of the episode or just song? Real quick side note, I watched episodes one through three. Mm-hmm. They had so much good music oh, in this episode. Druck has really good music. Really was- fantastic music. Yeah. This is the best music I think so far. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Also, okay, you have to watch season one, their end credits. They have the cast just dancing for fun to music. So it's, it's like really cute. And the song they chose, Under Pressure. That's cute. Adorable. So many great songs. Anyways, so. I have two songs. They are both from episode four. Ooh, and what are they? The first song is Scrubs by TLC. Oh, love it. Love it. But I feel like, okay, but sorry to cut you off, but I feel like they didn't play it enough. They didn't. It was the first song for episode four, Mm -hmm. right? I just love the song so much. Like I couldn't not include it. Mm -hmm. It kind of relates because like, is Alex a scrub? Maybe. Maybe. So uh, the second one has more sort of poignancy to it. It's Birthplace by Novo Amor. When was this played? This was played... (sighs) Right before, it's the transition from Mia brushing her teeth to arriving at the yearbook meeting. Oh yeah, okay. That was such like a soft scene. I wasn't, okay, I was like, what are they going for? Like, is it supposed to represent like Mia's like loneliness walking to that party? I wasn't sure what was going on, but I felt the vibe. I almost chose it too. You know, it's just like my sad girl music that I love. It's just pretty, makes me feel things, so... Classic Claire. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. On to language learned. What language did you learn from this episode or these episodes? As stated, I did take German briefly. So I did Mm know like eh, 20% of the words that were being said. Mm -hmm. That's probably generous, probably like 10. (laughs) But the one that I didn't know that I did learn that came up a lot and specifically came up a lot in episode five is the following. Eifersuchtig. What does that mean? Jealous. Oh, okay. And who said this? A couple people said it, actually. Mm-hmm. But the one that's most memorable is Alex saying, like, oh, are you just jealous to me? Got it. Mm-hmm. After he and Sarah allegedly hooked up or whatever. Right, right. Nice, nice. It's a great term. Eifersuchtig. Yeah, we'll see if that uh, pronunciation was. <laughs> Andy will tell us. Okay, what was your language learned? Mine's a real easy phrase, and I just love how Amira delivered it in episode four. Para es para. Money is money. Bingo. Yeah, money is money. Para es para. That was a boss bitch phrase. Yeah, yeah. Sure. loved it. Well, next up, we have trivia. 
So Ben, what is your trivia from these episodes? So my trivia is about the word Donnerstock. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What are the chances? What does it know? Okay. So in episode six, Mia and Alex are discussing which movies to watch. And Alex brings up the Florida Project. I actually haven't seen it, but I know what the movie's about. It was released in 2017, and it's about this family that's living on the verge of homelessness and actually like impending homelessness in the shadow of Walt Disney World. So it's kind of like this like juxtaposition of like homelessness, but like this place with like extravagance and all about money. And Florida Project was the initial code name for Walt Disney World. So that's why the movie is named that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Claire, what's your trivia for these episodes? I have redone my trivia. Spur of the moment, thanks to Ben. He helped inspire this trivia change. Mm-hmm. To Donner Stock, the Donner Party. So the Donner Party, if you are unfamiliar, I'm going to give you a little trivia about it. It's not why this, this day is named this way, but it's just like word association, okay? Okay. So Donner Party was a family that was part of Westward expansion and they moved in American history and they moved out West in the like mid 1800s, like 1840s or something. And they were going out West. And at this time, a lot of people were selling these like trails of how to get out West and which routes you should take. And one of the members of the Donner Party had this like secret tip that this cut through would save them time and miles and and money and and whatever. So they decide to cut through, but it takes them through Sierra Nevada mountains. And it turns out not only does it not save them time, it tacks on like hundreds of miles and it's also getting to winter time. So long story short, they break an axle. Ha, ha, they break an axle. And you said winter too, ha. I did, maybe I was connected. So. (laughs) (laughs) they break an axle and they can't fix it they get stranded it's winter it snows it like snows like five feet overnight they get Mm -hmm. buried in it not literally they run out of food they start eating each other very very gory very gruesome that is now called the donner pass so message of the story don't take the shortcut unless you know it's a shortcut exactly yes and so Somehow there's a link between the Donner Party, the Reindeer Donner, and Donner Stock. And Donner Kebabs. <laughs> and Donner Kebabs, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, wacky tribute. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Now, we're on to our fashion toots and boots. As mentioned many times before, Druk is not known for its fashions. But Claire, what did you toot from these episodes? I tooted from episode six on Tuesday, Sam's look. Ooh, wait, is she wearing? No, it's not the orange sweater because I almost tooted that. What is she wearing? It's not necessarily clothes. It's like more accessories. She has on green lipstick, green Uh fingernail polish, and she's eating a green lollipop. Nice. Okay. I just, I liked the vibe. I liked the commitment to the green color. So Sam is actually the character that I've tooted the most because she brings the most looks. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, because I actually tooted her new dark purple hair. 
I love that it's not like a bright pop of color, that it's more like a muted purple. It's very mm-hmm. Sailor Mars. You know, I never watched Sailor Moon. How dare you? I How know. dare you? But I like her hair too. Okay, so what was your fashion to? So I tooted that one, but I also tooted my boy Misha from episode five. Aw, what is he wearing again? Cute Misha is wearing the simple gray V-neck shirt with like a chambray button up that's open. You know how much I love a blue button up shirt, Claire. Do you see what I'm wearing? That's kind of like gray, isn't it? No, it's blue. It's gray. No, it's not. It's blue. It is. Uh, (laughs) Sure, Claire. Sure. It's like that time that I thought Isak was wearing an olive colored shirt, but he was actually wearing a gray shirt. Yeah. Maybe I'm colorblind. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to like look up some pictures where they have like those dots. And there's like a number in them. Oh, we'll yeah. See. But anyways, I tooted my boy Misha's look. He's cute. Also, his hair looks real nice and cut and short. Overall, I just love Misha. I know I shouldn't. I know that he's like a bit character. A character that's only in there for like three minutes probably for the entire series, but I love Misha. I'm going to toot him. He's adorable. Yeah. All right. On to fashion boots. You mentioned it earlier. You booted Mia. Which Mia look? Okay. This has been a thing because I've seen it on the Instagram about the high pants and the socks that are visible, right? Interesting. Okay. 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 Keep going. There's a scene, I think it's in episode four, where she's wearing jeans that are cropped mm-hmm. and she has visible white high socks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. And Got it. I'm a fan of cropped jeans, but this are. crop is like not yet, it's like not quite high enough to be a real crop, nor does it hit her ankle. It's like somewhere in between and I just can't jive with it. So that's my boot. I feel you. Because I also booted someone whose white socks are showing. Did you? Yeah. Alex from episode four. So he's wearing all black. And then you look down and he has white socks that are showing with like his high water pants. It's very Michael Jackson. And you already know how I feel about that. It's not cute. You're like, what's going on here? Is there a flood in your apartment? Like, did you lose your black socks? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's not a cute look. I hate when white socks are showing like that. He also might've just grown overnight and the pants no longer fit. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then like, you know how I have always boot Ville's ugly ass pink grandma bathrobe? How could I forget? Well, in this remake, I have something that I hate that I boot every time I see it. And it's from episode five. It's Hannah's ugly ass, chunky pink headband. Oh yeah, that's very juvenile. Very juvenile, oversized. I don't like the way that pink goes with her like reddish hair. Mm. No, it kind of clashes for me. Yeah. Hate it. No, I see that. So every time that ugly ass headband appears, I boot it. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Okay. So now we're on everything is love, right? Yeah, you remember. (laughs) Okay, so Ben, what are you loving this week on Related to Scum? So you know this because you've seen it on my Instagram, but this past weekend I went to this event called Disco Oasis 
It's this immersive experience at a botanical garden. So already I love it. But as you, yes, as you walk to the garden, you are transported back in time with like art pieces, but there are also these like performers there that are helping you, that are guiding you back in time. So like you start off with like Daft Punk. So it's like, oh, the 90s. And then as you're walking, you see a DeLorean and a woman next to it. It's like, oh, okay, now you're in the 80s. And you keep going. And then you see Diana Ross singing like, I'm coming out. It's like, okay, 70s. And then you end up in the disco era. And so there were a bunch of food trucks, a lot of cool art installations. But the best part was the roller skating. (laughs) Do you love roller skating, Ben? Everyone knows that I suck at skiing, but I am a swell skater. Yeah. yeah. Swell skater. Swell skater. Yeah. So I did not fall once. I can skate backwards and I could do a little spin. I just had a lot of fun skating there with Jason. And there, yeah, see, there's your Jason mentioned Claire. I almost went a whole episode without mentioning him. But yeah, so we skated to like really fun music. And there were also other professional skaters there who were there to kind of like help with anyone who was very like ungraceful. It would have been me. I would have been you. Yeah, yeah. But they were also dressed up in like 70s attire. So it really helped with the like the, the feel, the vibe. Did they also perform? Yeah, they like closed off the rink and it was like just them, right? So everyone gets like a 40 minute time frame to skate because it's like kind of like a small rink. And so like I was in the green group. So after the green group gets off, the professional skaters go on and perform a bit. And then they let the next group on, like the yellow group and so on and so on. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was really fun. It was just, you know, when you're dating during the pandemic, it's kind of limiting on what you can do. Now that things are getting slightly better, although not really, um, you know, more things are opening up. And so I'm like, yay, something else. It's, it's, it's something fun to do. So I really enjoyed my time. And yeah. That's cool. People should go. I would go if that was close. That sounds really fun. So you can fall on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. No, you can do other things. They also had um, old school arcade games too. And food trucks. Honestly, I would literally just go for the food trucks. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. So that's my everything is love. What about you? What are you loving unrelated to Skalm and Druk? I have two things. Okay. The first thing is that I started watching a new show a couple weeks ago. Uh Uh-huh. And it is Superstore. Superstore? It ended, right? It ended, yeah. But I had never seen it. So Superstore, the basic concept is it's a workplace comedy Mm -hmm. about like a Kmart or a Walmart. And it's fucking hilarious. Like the characters, there are some similarities to The Office. There are some Mm -hmm. similar plot points, but it's really funny and it's just really nice. And I'm really stressed. So to watch something that's kind of easy and funny is like Mm -hmm. perfect. I like, I watch it before bed. It's just easy to have on in the background and there are six seasons and I just started season five. So almost over for me, but um, definitely, definitely recommend. It's very good. Well, once you finish, you can always go back and rewatch it and discover new things, maybe some subtleties that you didn't pick up on before. Exactly. Nice. Wait, did you know, sorry to cut you off, the other two is coming back? I saw that on Instagram or somewhere and I got so excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Okay. 
the second thing is my new iPhone. <gasps> oh, yay. Welcome to 2021, Claire. I'm glad you're not using that potato anymore. Yeah. So I had an iPhone 8. Now it's not the newest one. It's an iPhone 10 that mm-hmm. my sister-in-law gave me because she has like the iPhone 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I need an unlocked phone for Ukraine. So I'm using this phone basically. It's the first time I've had Face ID. What? You Were you using the thumbprint before? Yeah. Wow. So basically I got my iPhone 8 literally like right before they released the iPhone with the full screen and the face. Right, ID. right. Oh, you know, so yeah, it's my first time with face ID. It's my first time with this control. Like it's really cool. So I basically, it's my new toy and yeah. So those are the two things that I'm loving. Awesome. Yeah. You're definitely going to need that iPhone because you know that when you're in Ukraine, we're going to be texting a lot back and forth and I need you to text on something better than a potato. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like such an elitist here. Don't worry, people. I'm not. I did not get an iPhone until like 2014. Yeah, that's late. That's pretty yeah, that's late. Really, yeah, it was really, really late. And then I had an iPhone 4 for like years and years. Like whenever I would go walking, like uh, it, it wouldn't keep track of my steps because it didn't have that function. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dark ages. Basically. Truly dark ages. Yeah. Yeah. But awesome. I'm glad you're loving those things. Thanks. All right. So we have a bonus section. It's called Who's Your Hottie? As you know, Claire, I've been shouting out hot guys. And hey, we talked about this earlier. Australian Survivor is back. So who knows in a future season of Scum or the remakes, I might shout someone out. This season, I'm shouting out Benjamin Bruning. Do you remember him? The hot German guy that we discovered last year during the pandemic. And you're like, I think I'm in love with him. He has a really cute smile. He has like curly hair. Look him up right now, Claire. You'll remember him. All Benjamin right. and then B-R-U-E-N-I-N-G. Okay. Oh my God. The guy that would reply to you. Yes. Okay, people. If you leave him a comment, he'll reply to you. I have no idea how he has the time because he has like 140,000 followers, but he'll reply to you. Isn't he so cute? He's so cute. I did unfollow him though. <gasps> How dare you, Claire? You just had too many random posts where I was like, eh, I don't care about you anymore. Okay, so keeping it real, I don't like Instagrammers that will only post their face and their body. Like, I need to see something else. I need to see you with some friends, maybe like a snapshot of like a sunset of your pet. If it's just you, it's kind of narcissistic. But then again, yeah. I'm shallow. I think he's hot. <laughs> Yeah. You're not wrong. He is he is a hottie. Yeah. But Claire, who is your hottie? Who is a hottie that you would like to recommend to me and the listeners? Okay. I think you'll actually find him hot because he's a dorky hot. Ooh, okay. Okay. It's related to Superstore. His another Ben. His name is Ben Feldman. And he is one of the main characters in Superstore. I'm scrolling. Okay, I don't see any clear pictures of his face. Okay, it, go. This picture has like five people in it. So, which one is he? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have the picture with him and America Ferreira. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. cute. Okay, yeah. He is also like 42 years old, almost. You know, I like older men. And which, like, to <laughs> me, he looks like he's like mid 30s, 34, 35. Okay. Mm. He's only 5'8. 
which is oh, he's a little short. Okay. But he's gorgeous. He's hilarious. And he looks, he's my type, like kind of pale, dark features. That's- <laughs> yeah. Kind of malnourished. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's your type though. You kind of like him a little malnourished. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. No, he's cute. Okay. I'm going to say something a little bit controversial. What? So he looks like Alan Cummings' hot brother. No, I see that. I okay, see that. okay. Because Alan Cummings is not attractive to me, but Ben Feldman is attractive to me. Ooh, okay. Ooh, you just sent me something. Okay, let's see. Let me click on it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I like his eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's cute. Yep. But he's straight, right? Yes, yeah, he's married. He oh, God. I know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Very cute. I approve. You know how we differ with our opinions on guys. We do. All right, Claire, shall we wrap it up? Yeah, let's do it. To our awesome, amazing listeners, if you'd like to write to us, please send us an email at alterlovepodcast at gmail.com. And am I doing this part? Yes, you are. Okay. And please reach out to us at alterlovepodcast on Instagram, or reach out to Ben, sorry. Not us. That was just. Okay. Guess what, Claire? I have not changed any of the passwords on our email. It still says Ben and Claire. I'm not changing it. It's still there. Like, even though you are not officially on this podcast anymore, you're not gone forever. You'll always be a part of it, even in the name. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So reach out to us, mostly Ben, all Ben, on Instagram and Twitter at AlterLovePod. Please rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars if you feel like we're deserving. And remember to subscribe so you get the downloads on Wednesday. It's not on Zog, but what is it? Oh, Meatvok. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) And Claire, you know how much I love you and appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming back on to record an episode. I, you know, I'm going to say this again and again. I've said it already, but I wish you well in Ukraine. You know, I will get my ass over there one of these days. We'll check out Ukrainian guys and eat the food and all that. Of course. And thank yeah. you for having me. And you know, I love you too. So it was very fun. And I'm always here for little historical tidbits and lessons whenever you need me. And editing, right? You're editing this episode? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I bet you missed that part of the podcast. All the fun. You know what? Every week I'm like, God damn, I wish I could edit for two hours this week. Ooh. Oh, okay. I forgot to mention this, but what do you think of the new promo ads? They look good. You're doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Although that pesky R that has that little mark and I can't get rid of it. It annoys the shit oh. out of me. Yeah. Yeah. And also, have you noticed that I've included like a black uh, highlight behind the scam podcast episode 53 part? Yeah. Sometimes you can't see the lettering otherwise. So I get it. Yeah. 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 But off topic, but not really off topic. Anyway, (laughs) our listeners, thank you so much for listening to us. As always, alt air love. Love. Thank you, everyone. Bye.